Hey there, welcome to today's edition of Verity Vitamins. I hope you're having a wonderful week so far. And uh, I have been in a small series in this segment of podcasts entitled Love and Legalism. And uh, I did something a little bit different last week, but the two weeks before that, I have been talking about love and the tithe. And the reason why is because Jesus actually brought this up in talking about legalism. And in Matthew 23, he brought up to the Pharisees that they were tithing legalistically, and yet they had neglected the weightier matters of the law, which he referred to as faith, mercy, and justice. And I think sometimes we emphasize that verse in, in the part where he said, yes, you should tithe, which is true. Jesus told them that. And, and that is, um, listen, if Jesus said it, it's true. <laughs> and, and you don't have to, you know, overcomplicate that. But I do think it is important to also look at that verse and look at the emphasis of the verse. And the emphasis of the verse was, yes, you're tithing, and yes, that part of it is good, and yet the way you're doing it is wrong, and the heart behind how you're doing it is wrong. And that really was the emphasis of what Jesus was saying in that verse. And, you know, it's like, say, a mom tells her son, son, you can go to the park, but you need to clean your room first. Well, the son could isolate that <laughs> and say, oh, mom said I could go to the park. Well, that's true. But what, what else did she say? She said, if you clean your room. You see what I'm saying there? So you, you got to look at the emphasis. The emphasis was, yeah, you can go to the park if you clean your room. Well, what did Jesus say in that same passage in Matthew 23? He said to the Pharisees, you are those who clean the outside of the cup, but you leave the inside filthy. And what Jesus is saying in reference to tithing is clean your room and then you can go to the park. (laughs) Do you understand? He's saying clean the inside of the cup so that the outside may be clean. He's not taking away from the tithing part, but he's correcting the heart behind it, the motive behind it. And the purpose of what I've been talking about is not to change anything when it comes to the action of tithing necessarily, but looking at the heart of it, uh, looking at the substance of why we do it, the motive behind it, and to look at Scripture and to examine what is that supposed to be. And I talked about it in the last two podcasts. If you didn't hear it, it'd be helpful to go back and listen to that. But I just had one more thing I wanted to add to this, and, and then I think I'll uh, I'll put a pin in this for now. But, um, you know, in the I did a podcast a couple weeks ago about milestones, and I talked about Jacob in that podcast. And I kind of touched on this, but I didn't get too far into it. But it talks about how when Jacob had came to the place called Bethel, um, which means the house of God, uh, God met him there, and God uh, revealed himself to Jacob there. He manifested his presence to him, and Jacob Uh, said, surely the presence of the Lord was in this place, and I didn't know it. And look at what happened here. It says that Jacob vowed a vow, saying, If God will be with me, and will keep me in this way that I go, and will give me bread to eat, and raiment to put on, so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then shall the Lord be my God, 
And this stone, which I have set for a pillar, shall be God's house. And of all that you shall give me, I will surely give a tenth unto you. So we see that this is, uh, I believe, the second place that tithing shows up in the Bible after Abraham. We, we see that Abraham gave a tithe to Melchizedek, who I believe is Jesus. When you read Hebrews 7, I believe it reveals that. And we've talked about how Jesus is our high priest and how Hebrews 7 tells us that Jesus receives our tithes. But it also talks about how the, the law could not make us perfect and that we needed the blood of Jesus to be brought near and that that's how we're blessed. And if Jesus receives my tithes, I don't want to put the emphasis on my tithing I want to put my emphasis on the one who receives my tithes. Do you understand what I'm saying in that? And so we see this Abraham tithed to Melchizedek. But you see in that in that story, tithing was not Melchizedek's idea. It was Abraham's. Abraham did it in response to being blessed by Melchizedek. And we see again here, Jacob is making a covenant with God and tithing is Jacob's idea. God never said a word that we, that we have recorded to Jacob about tithing. Jacob brought this up. And the, the way I'm, I believe I'm seeing this is that with both Abraham and Jacob, they tithed in response to something that God did, not to get a response from God. Do you, do you see that? And so, you know, we look at Malachi chapter 3, and people say, well, yeah, but that makes it really clear. You know, if you do this and you do this and do that, then you'll have this and this and that. And there's a truth in that. Obedience always opens a door to the Lord. Disobedience opens a door to the devil. That's just a fact. But you do have to consider the fact that Malachi chapter 3 was taking place under the law. And also, you also have to consider the fact that the emphasis of Malachi chapter 3 is not just about what they did, but it was the fact that they were in disobedience. And sometimes we can miss that and get over into legalism about the thing rather than realizing that to obey is better than sacrifice. Now, again, I'm not taking away from tithing. I'm not saying not to tithe or it doesn't matter to tithe. What I'm trying to correct by the help of the Holy Spirit is the motivation behind it, why we do it, and how to do it with genuine faith in love for God. That it's not something we do out of fear. It's not something we do out of legalism. That there is a heart attachment with everything that we do. That we, we always defer to the higher standard, which is love, not legalism. And that's what Jesus said to the Pharisees. He said, you strain a gnat and you swallow a camel. And you think because you're doing this legalisti- legalistically that it means something and it doesn't. He said, woe to you. That's not a good thing to hear from Jesus. (laughs) So we see that Jacob made this covenant with God, and he set up this milestone, this pillar, to commemorate his covenant with God. But he didn't just set up the pillar. He also said, I'm going to give a tenth of all that I have to you. In other words, this is also a milestone. See, Deuteronomy 8.18 says, you will remember the Lord your God. For it is he who gives you the power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant as it is this day. See, for me, 
Tithing is not about me trying to get a response out of God. It's not about me trying to get blessed. It's putting myself in remembrance of the one who gave me the power to get wealth. Do you see this? It's a milestone. Every time I take money and put God first and honor him with the first fruits, then it's like putting a stone on that pillar, that milestone that puts me in remembrance of what God has done. But I'm not trying to get something I don't have. I'm putting myself in remembrance of my high priest. This is what I've been saying over and over again, is that I'm not putting faith in my tithing. I, my tithe is an act of faith in my high priest. And this is the same with communion. You know, communion is not about a legalistic action either. Uh, Jesus said, do this as often as you do it in remembrance of me. This is a milestone. This is something we do to put ourselves in remembrance of what we already have in Christ. Now, you do have to talk about the fact that disobedience does open a door to the enemy because it affects your faith. Everything that's been provided for us by grace has to be obtained through faith. And disobedience, when you are doing something that's bothering your heart or not doing something that you know you should be doing, and you know the Lord dealt with you to do it, and it's bothering you, that affects your faith, and that opens a door to the enemy. This is why the Bible said, if you were led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. And, and listen, love is the higher standard. Any violation of love is sin. And the Bible also says whatever is not of faith is sin. But the point of this is that we're not living by legalism. We're living by the higher standard of love. And, that, and that's the point of what we're talking about here today. But Galatians 3.13 says that Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law, that the blessing of Abraham should come on the Gentiles by faith. So that means what was Abraham's and what was a part of the blessing of Abraham belongs to me. Well, if you look back at Abraham and Melchizedek in Genesis and what it reveals about it in Hebrews 7, Abraham did not tithe to get blessed by Melchizedek. He tithed in response to being blessed. And I know some people may not like this, but the point of what I'm trying to say here today is that everything I have that is the blessing comes not from something I do, but from a revelation of who I am in Christ. Now, again, I do have to obey the Lord. And if I disobey the Lord, it affects my faith. The enemy will try to bring the curse in my life. And if I don't have confidence to resist him, then he can pull some stuff over on me. But what I'm emphasizing to you is that my faith is not in my personal action. My faith is in my high priest. Satan is not scared of your tithing record. He's scared of your high priest. <laughs> and, and all I'm trying to do in this is put the emphasis back on Jesus and back on what he did. And knowing that if I have a revelation of who I am in him, it's going to affect my faith in him. And it's by faith that I obtain what grace has provided. And listen, if I could just do it by a ritualistic action, I wouldn't need a high priest. <laughs> I wouldn't need Jesus to have shed his blood on the mercy seat. Now, I'm not saying that there's no reward or benefit from obeying God with the first fruits of your finances. 
Anytime you honor the Lord, uh, he, he will, there is a reward. There is blessing that comes with that. But my faith cannot be in just my action. My, my action is an act of faith in my high priest. That's the thing I'm, I'm endeavoring to emphasize. And so we, we have, want to bring ourselves back to this. Let me read this to you real quick in uh, Galatians. I mentioned it, but I just want to read this to you quickly. Paul's talking to the Galatians, and he said, Foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified? This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish? Having begun in the Spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain, if indeed it was vain? Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by works of the law or by hearing of faith? Just as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Therefore, know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, In you all the nations shall be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. For as many are uh, the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident. For the just shall live by faith. Yet the law is not of faith. But the man who does them shall live by them. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Through faith, I'm sorry, excuse me. Now, the blessing of Abraham was not tithe or be cursed, but tithing in response to the blessing and a remembrance of the covenant that God had made with them. But under the law, it said, if you don't tithe and you don't do all the law, you're going to experience the curse. But what did he just say? He said, if you're cursed for disobeying one thing, you're cursed for disobeying anything of the law. He said, if you're going to live by the law in order to get the blessing, you've got to do all of it. And what he's, he's emphasizing here is that it's by faith that we receive the blessing of Abraham, not by the works of the law. And so, again, whatever is not of faith is sin. If, if you're doing something that's bothering your heart, it's affecting your faith, that will a- a- affect how you access what grace has provided. But it's not about your faith and your own obedience. You can't even obey unless you put faith in the righteousness of Christ. Everything we do is by faith. It has to be in faith, and it can't be apart from that. And that's the emphasis that I'm, I'm making on that today. You know, um, I think sometimes people have gotten too paranoid about, you know, well, my lawnmower broke down, so, you know, maybe I didn't tithe enough, or maybe I tithed wrong, or maybe I... And, and they've gotten to this legalistic thing which says... If you tithe, your lawnmower won't break down. But then if your lawnmower does break down, yet I'm a tither, what do you do with that? (laughs) And a lot of times what people will do is get mad at God and say, God, I'm a tither. I've got tither's rights. Why did my lawnmower break down? Baby doll, can I tell you why your lawnmower broke down? Because it's a lawnmower. (laughs) 
And they, they do that. I don't care how blessed you are. Your lawnmower will not last forever. Now, the blessing can sustain it. Yes. Amen. Uh, you know, it's, it's good to... Uh, can I tell you what else will help uh, your machines to not break down? Take care of them. But, you know, if you tithe and you don't change your oil, your car's going to break down. Why? Because <laughs> you got, you got to be faithful with that. You got to take care of it. And so, but sometimes people get upset and something goes wrong or something breaks and they're not in faith. And you can tell because they're wondering why it happened. But see, instead of putting faith in Christ, regardless of whether something goes wrong or not, and saying, well, that thing broke down, okay, uh, either God's going to help me get it fixed or he'll help me get a better one. But you can see where there's an absence of faith when fear shows up. And when I'm putting more faith in a legalistic action than I am in Jesus. And if that's the case, then I'm not accessing my righteousness and I'm not accessing the blessing because the blessing comes by faith. And if I'm getting into fear because I'm paranoid about whether or not I legalistically did this thing right, that's a problem. I'm relying more on self-righteousness. It's not about my works. It's not about what I do. Okay? What I do is an act of faith in what Jesus did. And if I'll have faith in what Jesus did, I'll access what belongs to me in Christ. I'm not relying on a religious action. or I'm not relying on the works of the law to try and be blessed. I'm looking to the one who redeemed me from the curse. And my high priest who redeemed me from the curse, just like Melchizedek, blessed Abraham, receives my tithes as a milestone, as a memorial, as an act of remembrance of what I have in my high priest, what I have in Christ. And it's not my record of tithing that rebukes the devourer. It's the blood of Jesus. Listen, even in Malachi chapter 3, it wasn't their tithing that rebuked the devourer. God said, I will rebuke the devourer. <laughs> it's not, I'm not the one trying to make it happen. It's my high priest that does it. The only thing I'm trying to emphasize to you is this. When you tithe, when you give, don't do it putting faith in your act of tithing. Do it as an act of faith in your high priest.